Hello and welcome to this week's Bromsgrove Standard Podcast. My name is Harry Leach and I am with Claire Bullivant. Hello. Here. Hello, how are you? Good, nice to be filling in. I know, yeah. Tristan, Tristan he, he's off this week. On another holiday. Another holiday. How come Tristan gets all these amazing holidays <laughs> and we're just always oh, seem to be here? You and, you and me, you Harry. You and me, you and me. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's an interesting week already, isn't it? I mean, there's lots of news going on. There's a general election looming in December. Du, du, du. Halloween's coming up. Um, so all sorts of so how are you holding down the fort? It's been okay so far. I actually had Monday off myself, so um, yeah, I had annual leave there. So I, I'm a bit behind, but we'll, we'll get through it, of course, won't we? Any good so. stories for this week? Um, well, as I said, we, later on uh, we've got uh, some guests talking about Sanders Park firework display, which okay. is going to be happening, so we'll be talking to them. Um, and they'll be telling us all about uh, the theme this year, which is something to do with the moon landings. They'll be telling Ooh. us all about it. Um, and, of course, we've got some Halloween. I mean, have you got any Halloween plans yourself? Or? No, I haven't, actually. Not yet. Um, a friend of mine, I think, might be having a party. And I've actually got a friend coming over from America, and she was asking me, because, you know, over there, they love to do it big time. They do big time they Halloween do, stuff. Yeah. So I'm going to have to find some stuff to do and yeah. to take her and show well, her. But, um, no, a couple of weeks ago, I, I did go on a ghost hunt. Oh, right. It okay. was amazing. It was amazing. It was actually over in Redditch at yeah. the um, Needle Museum, oh, Forge right. Mill Museum. Yeah. Museum, and um, yeah, I went along, and I was a little bit dubious to say the least. Didn't I mean, I do believe in mm. all that, I, I, yeah, stuff, yeah. But I'm always that person. Like my parents' house apparently is pretty haunted, mm. but I'm the one person who's never seen anything. Mm. And I was sort of grew up asking, to see, you know, praying to see something for proof of an afterlife, but nothing ever ever happened to me. So I went on this um, this ghost hunt, mm. and um, yeah, I was a little bit no, dubious and a little bit sort of thinking, yeah, I'm not going to see anything. But yeah, it was a little bit weird. A little bit spooky. Yeah, the, the other ghost hunters, a lot of them were sort of seasoned professionals who travel the length and breadth of the, the country <laughs> and have been to them all and beforehand on our briefing we were in like the main clubhouse area and they all came armed with their arsenal of equipment this ghost fighting stuff and they've got these things that beep and sirens that go off if there's any entities and they were explaining how it all worked and I was sat there thinking, oh, yeah, right, okay, I don't really buy into Never it. Never going to see anything, no. yeah. But then when we walked across in the pitch black into the museum and we all sort of stood in a circle and the leader kind of was like, is anybody there? <laughs> <laughs> and then suddenly I did feel like the hairs on the back of my neck. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, um, yeah, there was some of the, one of the girls, um, one of the women on the trip, she, she kind of burst into tears and she was saying that she kind of got overtaken by this demon... Oh entity and that was pretty scary but the whole was she time sh- shaking all over yeah, the place yeah yeah she started shaking and um oh yeah and then started kind of crying and it was really really freaky that, that's uh, unnerving everybody else in the room I as know, well at this I know. well the whole area i don't know if you've ever been over to the forge mill museum it's by Bordesley abbey you know yeah. and it used to be all the uh, there used to be a monk um what do they call it um like a church or yeah an abbey and so lots of people have seen things there and they've seen monks and things walking around and apparently there's this black dog that roams the fields and it's a ghostly dog there's loads of stories and i think you can't actually be from redditch without hearing one of the stories everyone Mm. always talks about it over in redditch um so i do know the stories but I, i wasn't expecting to see anything and the whole evening nothing kind of happened to me i saw other people witness things or other people were saying they'd seen things or heard things but nothing had happened to me and then at two o'clock in the morning, when we were finally leaving, I 
was the last out of the building with my friend and the main guy who arranged it all. And he'd had an experience saying he felt this really evil entity. And he was saying, that's of all the years I've done that, that was terrifying. And, you know, but my friend and I didn't feel it. And we were kind of locking up. And all the people in front of us, the rest of the group, had gone back to the clubhouse. And I saw one person with their hood up going over to the right, back to the kind of museum, the far part of the museum again. And I said to my friend, I said, what are you doing going back there? And the person just seemed to walk through an archway. And um, we looked again, and it wasn't. It was a brick wall. And... uh, I know, and I honestly saw it. It it, it looked like somebody in a hood, like it could have been a monk. But then again, I'm I'm there thinking, was it a trick of the light? Was it a car driving? You know, could you sleep that night? How did you feel afterwards? Um, that kind of the whole night, I was like, yeah, I wish something had happened to me, and I'd seen something. But then after that, I was driving home. I was a little bit kind of scared. What have I just seen? Yeah, and I kept questioning myself. I still am questioning myself. Yeah, but I definitely saw it. So you've gone in as a bit of a skeptic, and you've come out seeing a ghost that day. Well, maybe, (laughs) but yeah, I mean, it was only like a split sort of second, and then I'm questioning myself. But then I went and looked at the wall where I thought the person had walked through. I thought there must be an arch or something, Mm. but it was just. Brick wall. Yeah. Oh wow, speaking. It's also, also interesting what you said at the very start about um, your friends coming over from America or how they do it in America, Halloween. Mm. Um, I know it's a bit just off topic there, but um, it, it, it's coming over here. I feel though that culture a little bit of dressing up, adults dressing up, things like that. Do, do you see that having? seen both sides yeah seen, uh, Halloween in America exactly so. well I've been living over in America for about the last 10 11 12 years actually 12 years um, I'm back now but um, yeah when I first left nobody really did Halloween over here now everyone's doing Halloween yeah. but over in America you can dress up as anything yeah you don't have to be a ghost or a witch or a funny. goblin it can yeah. be yeah it can be Donald Trump I'm sure there's probably millions yeah. of Donald yeah. Trump um, but loads of the traditions like nowadays they still they all have their um not graduations, what they proms mm. at schools and yeah. people having baby showers, aren't yeah. they? We never had any never of that. that. No, no, that's all America, isn't but it? It's Coming all over happening, yeah, yeah. TV culture, I suppose, that we've seen and then we've we've copied almost. Mm. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good thing. I, I, I I'm always up for a party, whether it's a prom or a graduation I or a yeah. <laughs> And I suppose we Halloween. should we should have had a, uh, a Brexit at Halloween, oh, shouldn't we? But that never happened. I know. What do you think is going to happen? I, I mean, obviously we've got this general election coming on um, in December now. Um, what's I, what's I, the I word I, in the street in Bonsgrove? I, I think Conservatives are going to get a majority. Do you think? I do think that, yeah. Um, I think Labour have got next to no chance. Well, they haven't really got a position, have they? They They've haven't, kind of got no. a foot in each camp. Whereas the Lib Dems have, haven't they? And if you want to stop Brexit, I suppose that's where you'd vote. But I, I was, I don't mind putting this on record, but I was a Remainer. And now I'm leaning more towards I'd rather to see Brexit happen just because that's what people voted for. And I don't want to change that. I don't want to do anything that would go against that. So I think I wouldn't, I wouldn't vote for Lib Dems. I'm exactly the same, actually. I, um, I'm definitely... I mean, I do love Europe and everything, but I am now thinking we have to see Brexit through. Like, I think mm. it's a travesty. It, it would send the country into pandemonium if that vote isn't respected, mm. isn't it? It's, yeah. I look at Joe Swinson and the Liberal Democrats and I'm just thinking, you know, well... If Not very I democratic. Vote, no, if, 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 if you win and mm. you put something through, how, why would we ever trust you? Yeah, exactly. Um, Agreed. So yeah, it, yeah. it's it's a very difficult one, but just hopefully the whole country will heal somehow. Yeah, I mean, I think I do think though with Brexit, we're probably going to have some 
rocky years ahead I mean getting used to everything we've got that transitional period though that's going to happen for the first 12 months so hopefully we can get a deal um, but I, I must admit I was one of these people that found Boris Johnson's deal to be better than as far as Brexit goes it was better than Theresa May's because we leave the customs union and, and things like that and I felt like that was what Brexit actually should have been um, so for me, that should have gone through at the time. I don't know. Did you feel like I that? I felt yeah. that totally as well. Well, I've actually always been a bit of a Boris fan. I know some people, he's a bit like Marmite. You either love him or hate he's him, He's a Trump, I think. isn't he, almost? Isn't oh, he? I think he's a lot nicer than Trump. Lot but nicer I'm not, than I'm not Trump, a fan no. of Trump, but no. I'm definitely a fan of Boris. But um, he was actually my one of my very, very first interviews back in the day. Really? Yeah, when I was at uni, I um, worked for a... TV channel called Town TV in Oxford and I yeah. got to interview um, Boris when he was MP I'm ageing myself now, it must have been about 2004 <laughs> 2003, 2004 and he was the MP for Henley oh, and right, I remember, okay. I didn't really know who he was or anything yeah. then but I had to go and interview him and um, I remember him rocking up on his bike he was on his like pedal on his his bike. Bike then as well. Yeah, yeah. And he came along the river <laughs> and he came Hair up, all over the place yeah, <laughs> and he, he was just and I remember, but he was so charismatic honestly mm. Harry, to this day, like I I have liked him to this day because at the end of the interview, my mum's got it somewhere on VHS. Yeah. We recorded. Um, <laughs> Play it at Christmas. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to find it. I think it's above the garage somewhere. <laughs> but at the end of the interview, I do remember saying to him something like, oh, you're going to be Prime Minister one day because you really? you're so oh charismatic. And he was. And so I've actually really liked him ever since then. You should get that but on your social media, I know, bragging I know. rights. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it was, um, yeah, so I, yeah. So well, I suppose he wasn't, as you said, as a well-known figure then no. was he by that point he was on the rise very much so wasn't he rather than I seem to remember going over driving over to the interview not knowing not really knowing who, who he, he was and kind of trying so to do must, research it must be fascinating for you then to see him as the prime minister <laughs> yeah. that's surreal sort yeah. of thing yeah yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, th- I think we still, uh, there's people calling for his head now, isn't there? Because obviously he said that do or die, Brexit well, 31st. And Donald Tusk said, I will not give you another extension. People, no, I mean, yeah. I think if it had been up to Boris, he would have gone out on the 31st. But it's like, he's just had roadblocks, hasn't he? Every he has, step of the yeah, way from Labour has. and the SNP. Yeah, I know. And that's the problem with Labour, is uh, I've been a Labour supporter for, for most of my life. But I, I, I mean, I, I am one of those people, I'm not one of those people that's necessarily just loyal to a party. I'd rather just look at policy and stuff like that. And I'd like to vote for Labour, but over the over the course of Brexit and stuff, I, th- I just find it very difficult with their stance, as you say, where what they actually want to propose. For the, I mean, I presume they, they want to give it back to the people if they were to have a majority. Do you think that's well, probably they, what they do? Well, they've said that if they won, they do a better deal with Europe not sure how they would get a better deal with Europe but mm. they, that's what they've said and then they will put it back to, to the, the people. people and then they would yeah so the pro- the I mean pro- they're not going to get a better be deal five, though, are they? five years time we're yeah. still going to be in the same yeah, situation yeah. it's going to be a nightmare I think really the, the, the EU is not going to budge now on the deal are they they didn't really budge much for Johnson's it's a lot of it was similar to Theresa May's it's just the, the big thing I found was the customs union um, which was very good of him to deliver but overall they're not going to really budge too much are they it's either going to be that or I think or, they or want no our money they want the divorce settlement and yeah, they want exactly. it yeah yeah, yeah. So, but, but I suppose I don't blame them really they don't want us to go and that was in the and, I, and to be honest it's in their favour for, for as long as it um, keeps being delaying they're getting a billion pounds a month from us so yeah. our British taxpayers money is going to them and so they're not losing out anything and then they just want that big 30 billion lump sum and yeah. they're going to be sorted for a while yeah, but let's yeah. 
let's just hope it all rallies us together I, I know, and we get on I know, with it somehow. I, I think it's going to be the year 2050 and we're still going to be having this conversation <laughs> on this podcast about when we're leaving. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh. I hope um, not. But also another big story this week, which I, I won't say too much about yet because you'll be able to read it in the paper. But um, I don't know if you heard much about um, cyst- uh, cystic fibrosis recently in the news and how they've brought out a drug on the NHS, which is going to help a lot of people who have that disease who would have otherwise had a much shorter life. Um, and we've got a Bronze Grove girl who's three years old and she's um, her family have got in contact with us and they've told us how amazed they are and happy they are after sort of a year or so of, you know, lobbying all these big drug companies and things like that to find the NHS to finally get this on the NHS. Fantastic. Because it's like £100,000 or something a year, but that's a small price to pay, isn't it, it, for a life? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Is she going to be in the paper? She is in the paper. (gasps) Marcus, our photographer, has been out to take a picture. Oh, Um, fab. And, uh, yeah, she'll be our front page story this week um, because it's just such fantastic news I I, I remember writing a few cystic fibrosis related stories throughout my time here and it's always so sad to you know know these people have got a short shorter life or at that point they did and they'd have to go to America or whatever to get the because it's their lungs isn't it the uh, spongy things fill up with water and they kind of almost drown in their own so some of them get on a waiting list for new lungs but that only gives them another five ten years and and, and I think but yeah I think um, this girl in particular, she was told that by 20, or the parents were told by 28, she that would be it. Oh. So, uh, very interesting story, and um, check it out in, in this week's podcast totally. on online. Um, do we have anything from Sajid? Have we got any comments from him well, about we, the election or anything? We've actually put something up online about the general election this morning, but we're waiting on a comment for from Sajid. Hmm. So, it will be in this week's paper. And uh, an updated version will go online as well. When Tristan is away, like this week, is mm. does he hand over his like? Because you know, He's Tristan. Tristan is the one journalist, <laughs> apparently the one local journalist in the country who has Sajid Javid's private number. And I, they have they have a little WhatsApp messaging I, thing going, don't they? I actually have Sajid's number as well. <laughs> Your yeah, number too. I do. Yeah, wow. I do. Um, I've uh, I've yet to message him on WhatsApp. Can we call We've him now? Him. Let's have it. Let's get him on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>, we'll <thank you. laughs> go and hand um, over your phone, Harry. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, um, I usually go through the press office. So, but perhaps I'll, I'll give him a WhatsApp later today. And ask oh, him. how exciting! <laughs> I love yeah. Sajid. He's a, he's um, pr- we're proud to have him from Bromsgrove, aren't we? We are really. He, he, it's very impressive his rise, really, from um, Home Secretary to Chancellor now, and. Uh, he, we love his backstory, don't yeah, we? We love his backstory. He's, he's and, come a long way, and he's yeah. um, he just and even even the left, um, my left leaning friends who are very left, they all seem to like Sajid. Yeah, everyone seems yeah. to like yeah, him. Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's got a pensioners' fair in Bromsgrove. I don't ask me the day, but it's coming up. Yeah, next for week job, or the week after. job for job yeah. for pensioners. Great yeah. idea. Well, his pension, his normal job fair always does really well. That he's done the last couple of years in Bromsgrove yeah. as well. Yeah, he's um, he is a man of the people, isn't he? Yeah, he, he whatever, nice whatever he see. says he will do he always ends up doing it's nice to see even in his new role that he's able to come back to Bromsgrove even if it's you, you understand that some people I've seen on our social media and stuff are very mad that he's not in Bromsgrove or say that he but you, you can only be so much in Bromsgrove when you've got such yeah. a big position in the cabinet um, so I, th- I think he does very well I'm very jealous yeah. you've got his number yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't cool. know that yet, clearly, <laughs> but <laughs> no. But yeah, we'll get in contact with him. And if uh, if there's any other stories, please.
please do get in contact with us. You can ring myself this week on uh, 01527588621. That's my direct number to the office. Or you can contact me um, on har- uh, using my email, which is harry.leach, and that's L-E-A-C-H, at bullivance, B-U-L-L-I-V-A-N-T, media.com. Um, and yeah please get in touch we always like to hear from the public that's where a lot of our stories come from so yeah. and I'm really excited about our guests that we've got coming in now so Indeed. these guys are the ones responsible for setting up the bonfire night this Saturday yes they'll be the ones responsible for Sanders Park and I mean they're going to tell us all about it but I think they've got the fun fair there live music from all sorts of different bands and things like that um, and, and, and hopefully they'll tell us why people should go to these kind of events rather than just having fireworks at home Fantastic. in the back garden. Fantastic, can't wait to hear it. Well then, thank you very much for, uh, for, for speaking with me today, Claire. And Tristan Harris will be back next week. Pleasure, Harry. Thanks for having me on. And also, don't go anywhere if you're listening to this, because we're going to be right back as we're talking to Councillor Phil Thomas, Jackie Borum and Ishrat Karimi Finney, the amazing people behind this weekend's Sanders Park bonfire and fireworks spectacular. It sounds as though it's going to be incredible. Hear all about it in this next section of the podcast. And we hope to see you there on Saturday. You're listening to the Bromsgrove Standard Podcast because you have impeccable taste. Uh, with me, I've got Councillor Phil Thomas and also Ishrat Karimi Finney, and we'll be talking about Sanders Park and the firework display that will be taking place uh, this Saturday, November 2nd. Hello, guys. Welcome Hi. to the studio. Hi, yeah. How are you this morning? Fine, thank you. Good. Yourself? Good. Yeah, I'm very good. Thank you. I'm very good. Um, so... This looks like it could be an, a, a major event. We recently, as we were talking earlier about, um, in um, was it in Evesham where they've they've had to cancel the event, their firework event? It's Worcester, actually. Worcester, 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 yeah. Worcester, sorry. Worcester Racecourse, due uh, to the flooding. Yeah. Due to the flooding. But hopefully this will be a fantastic day. What can you tell me about um, This year's firework display is themed uh, towards the music of To the Moon and Back. Oh, yeah. uh, celebrations of 50 years of the first man missioned on land um, and Neil Armstrong obviously and pilot Buzz Aldrin sort of led that and we wanted to host something in relation to that which related back to the fireworks so the theme music would be obviously something that we're trying to um, get out there the, um, it's hosted by Malcolm Boyden from BBC Hereford and Worcester there will be live music and entertainment throughout the day um, and a local band musically influenced by bands such as The Madness, The Specials, The Bad Manners and The Beat playing originals, uh, 60s music, is that right? Yeah, That's absolutely that. right, yeah. So we've got live music from two bands, um, including Hayley Jones, who's a local artist from Redditch, and we've got the fun of the fun fair there, and uh, everyone should have a great time. Is it a theme every year then, or is that something you're just doing this year? It's the first time we've done it this year. Um, it's something that we wanted to try and so people can relate to it, mm. uh, in particular with the community, as it's a community event uh, and in an open pa- open space, so it's an obviously a green space. Um, so, yeah, that's the reason why we wanted to host it within the theme. Yeah. And, and, and in regards to um, the, these bands, how did you get them involved? How did you get them on board? We usually go through an agent to obtain the headline bang, uh, bang, band and uh, Scar Books are headlining, as Ish said earlier. Fantastic. And what, what kind of music can we look forward to? What kind of uh, genre are some of the bands that the family... Is it family sort of music? 
Yeah, the music's all based on uh, ska music from the 60s, as Isha's just mentioned. Oh, yeah. um, so it'll be a revival of that music and current music such as Madness and the specials. So um, ska books are going to be performing from... Six o'clock till seven o'clock on the evening, and they'll perform again at seven till seven thirty. Fantastic! Sounds like a really good event for you know all the family to go along. And and whereabouts can they uh, get tickets from for this event? So tickets can be bought on the night in various entrances to the park. Um, entrance near the Cat Scout Hut on Kidderminster Road. Entrance off Dean's Way by the Children's Play Area. Entrance from Dawn's Road, which is near the Overspill Car Park, and entrance from Watt Close near Bor- by the Courts and St John School. I think it's really good to have these sort of events, though. Um, yeah, go on. Uh, there's also the prepaid tickets and uh, disabled access through the new shared pedestrian cycle route. So if people want to know more about it, they can give us a call yeah. and we can give them further information in relation to that. Yeah. I was just going to say, why do you think it's important to sort of encourage these... Um, events, you know, when you go out and watch fireworks as opposed to maybe watching fireworks at your own home? I think um, the community spirit is really important to, to collective and cohesive. Um, the approach in terms of how people want to see an event in the local park is really important. Mm. I think safety is paramount for us um, and we want to make sure that it's safe as possible and people can enjoy it. Um, and the community spirit itself is is lovely and people getting together and sort of sharing that experience. Um, there's a lot more than just the fireworks. There's, um, you've got the, the, fair, the fair, which is common to any um, firework display. You've got some stalls and you've also got um, some food, food stalls. Um, there's a bit of entertainment throughout and um, people can have a nice walk around the park itself, which is which is one of the best features of having an open sort of firework display anyway. So. And I suppose you wouldn't get that in your garden. Or no, that, you wouldn't. Would you? No, you wouldn't. You've got all the amenities right on your doorstep there. And does it cost anything to come? There is a charge. The admission to the event um, is the same as last year. Uh, at the moment, the prices are adults £5, children 16 and under £3, under twos free, family tickets, two adults and two children, which is £14, um, we are very clear about the ticket sales because of obviously being quite a high-profile um, event. We also say tickets are non-refundable. I'd also add that the uh, ticket sales, uh, we don't make any money on this. It just helps us wash his face. And uh, it also includes a donation to Primrose Hospice. So when people Perfect. come along to this, they're getting a great event and they're also giving some money to a great cause. Because it's um, a lot, we had the um, head of Redditch Borough Council on a podcast yesterday, and he was saying that they have £15,000. That's how, how much it's costing for the fireworks and organising just for the Redditch show. Um, yeah. So is yours roughly about the same kind of it, money? It is, yeah, approximately nearer there. Yeah. Um, I think it's just quite important to recognise that we don't actually really have a budget for it. Right. We, we we try and meet as much as we can to try and save as much as we can. A lot of people say it's money going up in smoke, but it's good for the environment and the community, isn't it? It's good to get everyone out and join. It's a celebration, it's great communities, great events, people enjoy it in a safe environment. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's, and it's good, helping a great cause, so it's, it's good fun all around. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you for coming on. Just to make sure uh, we've got that clear, what time should people arrive? People should arrive. Um, so the music starts at 5 pm, so any time after that, really, but the firework and the bonfire. So the bonfire is lit at 7pm and fireworks start at 7.30 just to run through that the park will be closed 
at 3pm, just obviously so we can try and start setting up and stuff so people in the local area know that. Um, and one last bit I'd like to add is that the tickets will be sale on Friday and Saturday, 11 till 3 on the High Street, as well as um, Prim- Primrose Hos- uh, Hospice Shop on the High Street and the Council- Council's Customer Service Centre. Okay, well, thank you very much for that, and make sure you get yourself down to Sanders Park this Saturday. Uh, so, thank you guys for coming in. That thank you very much. Thank you. thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Well, thank you for having uh, our guest today, uh, Councillor Phil Thomas, Jackie Borum, and Ishrat Karimi Finney, who came in and spoke to us about the fireworks at Sanders Park this weekend. You should definitely go along, that will be a fantastic event. Um, and also thank you for listening it's been another great Bromsco Standard podcast next week you'll be um, happy to know that Tristan Harris our editor will be back Um, so please tune in then thank you very much (laughs)